When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where Principled leaders are created. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio Welcome to the X-Zone A place where fact is fiction And fiction is reality Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone, and I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My email address is X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com on all social media sites, TV. Our main website, where you can actually find out what's going on in the X-Zone, past, present, and future, www.XZoneRadio.com. Com. We come to you Monday through Friday right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and in Europe on Radio X. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Eric Cooper. And Eric is in the beautiful state of Washington. And uh, Eric is behind a group called Forest Moon Paranormal. And their website is Forest, I'm sorry, they can be found on Facebook, forward slash groups, forward slash Forest Moon Paranormal. And Eric, welcome to the X-Zone. Hey, thank you, Rob. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, my man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you into the realm of the paranormal. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Uh, my, <laughs> first, my first paranormal experience, I was 14. Tell us about it. Um... Let's see, I, I, grew, I grew up on a 40-acre beef farm in Big Lake, Washington. Yeah. And I had a, uh, a knee injury, so I, I was home by myself, and our cows got out. And it wasn't a bit of a problem, but the, the neighbor's fence to the highway was open. So uh, I had to go down there with this big old knee brace and try to get my cows back in. I went down there, and... Uh, the cows looked at me, and they took one look at the open gate, and they made a beeline for the gate. And now, bear in mind, the field was mowed. It was, it's not like there's anything that could have been hiding. 
Right. And they all screeched to a stop. We're looking all in the same area. And something terrified them. I couldn't see it. But they ran a quarter mile to a half mile all the way back to the barn through the fence. And I just, huh. So I knew something was there, but it was nothing I could see. So that, that was my first opening to the paranormal. But back then, I just kind of shrugged it off and, and whatever. Prior to that, I was never into, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s. Uh, you had your occasional black and white UFO documentary or Right. Things like that. But uh, I was never into the paranormal, other than my cousin talking about a, a shadow that he saw in his house. But again, we just kind of, <laughs> you know. Um, I understand you've had three UFO experiences. Yeah, okay. I, I spent 19 and a half years in the Army. And uh, about 99.9% of my paranormal experiences were actually while I was in the Army. Um, Two of my UFO sightings were in Germany, and my third was in Iraq, a uh, triangular-shaped craft that was going over Syria. Um, the, the other two, uh, uh, I, I took a soldier to prison in Mannheim, Germany, and I, we were coming back, and it was about midnight, and I looked over the town of Kitzingen, and I could see the, the full moon on the right side of me, but over the town of Kitzingen was a very large orange orb and i watched it for about five minutes and then uh like you would turn out a light it blinked off and that was my first ufo uh, sighting the second one was about a year later and uh i was something kind of told me to go on my patio that my housing i, I lived at bad vince at that point in time right i took a flashlight out and i uh i think if i remember right it was around orion's belt that, that area of the sky. And I, I flashed a flashlight at this object, and it shot down from Orion's belt area to about the distance of an airline jet. So I, I, I'm i not good at measuring distance, but yeah, it, it got pretty big. And it sat there for about 5-10 minutes, and then it shot back up to the Orion, Orion's belt area. Um, so that was my second sighting. My third sighting was... All right, uh, what we're going to do here, here, Eric, is have a bit of a cliffhanger because I have to take a break. Exonation, <laughs> right. Eric Cooper is our special guest of this hour. Uh, he's with Forest Moon Paranormal, and you can find them on Facebook forward slash groups, Forest Moon Paranormal. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology right here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Cooper is our guest of this hour, Exonation. And uh, you can find out more about Eric on Facebook forward slash groups forward slash 
Forest Moon Paranormal. All right, Eric, you told us about two of your UFO encounters. Tell us about the third one. Okay, I need to back up real quick. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, we were not we we're in Iraq. Uh, my, my belief is pagan. I, I am a pagan, mm-hmm. and I, I led pagan groups in Iraq because we don't have a chapel, a pagan chaplain in the military. So I had about a hundred off and on throughout that year of pagan troops. Now some of my pagan troops worked on aircraft, and that comes into play because of the fact that. Well, they also saw the UFO, and even they were scratching their heads going, uh, that's not one of ours. <laughs> um, it, again, it was triangular-shaped. It was flying. Uh, it flew. We, we were right on the corner. We are in a little town called uh, Talafa, or Talafa. It, it, it looks like it's spelled, or it's said Talafar, uh, but it's pronounced Talafa. And it's right on the corner of Syria, um, Tur- Turkey, and Iraq. And it was flying um, from Iraq into Syria. It couldn't have been a drone. There was no noise, um, and it almost hovered. Uh, and the light pattern was not one of U.S. Uh, military aircraft, because um, I, I even had that verified from our, our troops that were in, in our group. Um, it took about 15 minutes or so um, to move, and then uh, again, it just kind of faded off into the distance. But by that time, that had been, what, a good 10 years, I reckon, between my second sighting and the third, mm-hmm. close to it. Do you think, having been in the military yourself, do you think that the governments of the world are actually suppressing this information? Do you really think that UFOs from another planet, another dimension, another reality are actually visiting this planet? I do, indeed. Um I've, I've been researching uh, alien abduction since about 94. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout my research I've done, along with my sightings, uh, yeah, I, I think there's enough evidence out there, honestly, with the Disclosure Project and some of those with uh, high security levels, along with airplane, you know, airplane pilots and mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature that come out talking about it. Um, yeah, I do. Let me ask you, as a former member of the military, what, how do you feel when a member of the military, a high-ranking officer, comes out and starts talking about UFOs? Now, as far as I understand, there are certain things you can talk about. There are certain things you can't talk about. How does this make you feel? Um, I think it needs to be done. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I, I think I think they're pretty brave coming out mm-hmm. against their uh, contracts they signed, um, but I have no problem with it because um, I think the truth needs to come out, uh, especially going on a limb here. But especially if there's say an alien invasion imminent, or the, I don't think that's the case personally, mm-hmm. but um, there's always that possibility um, in in the realm of facts. But yeah. Why do you think then that if UFOs are indeed real, why amateur astronomers haven't made any reports about UFOs or any, any uh, university who has an observatory and an astronomy department, why they haven't made any reports, that it seems to be the fringe in society that is actually making these reports. And mainstream media now has 
as far as I can see, dropped anything to do with UFOs. In fact, the Canadian government has dropped anything to do with UFOs, and they're referring anything to do with UFOs to Chris Rutowski at the University of Manitoba. <laughs> um, uh, and I agree. Um, I think, one, the mainstream media is controlled by our governments. Um, and, and, and so, so what they put out and what they mm -hmm. say, they're being, they're being told not to talk about it. Um, but how can we how can we say that when you know there are things that the mainstream media is reporting on? For example, Hillary Clinton and her email servers, what happened in Benghazi, and, and other things like this. You know, the hacking of government computers by China and Russia, the near misses of of uh, U.S. military and Russian military. Uh, you know, like how you know why why what makes UFO so special? I'm not sure how to answer that. Um, what makes UFOs so special? Uh, I think it, it goes by the, the, the line of fact or the line of theory right. that you follow. Um, I, for one, uh, I believe in the ancient alien theory uh, mm -hmm. with Zechariah Sitchin and Eric Von Daniken. Uh, I kind of, I think the aliens have been here for thousands and thousands of years. And, I mean, what? who's to say they, if they really wanted to expose themselves, they could. Then why don't uh, they? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's a, a higher agenda in play uh, mm -hmm. to an extent. Um, but, yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I do. I, I stand behind that. I, I think our governments are, are manipulating. I think the governments do know what's going on. Um, one would be potential mass panic. Yeah. If some, some people did find out there's something that the governments couldn't control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think mass panic, and in some cases, religion would be thrown out the window. Is it possible, based on the fact that since 1947, since the alleged sighting of, uh, of UFOs by Kenneth Arnold, and then the alleged crash of a UFO in, in Roswell, or two UFOs, depending on who you're talking to, and the lack of hardcore evidence. Now, I'm not talking about what the UFO community considers as evidence. I mean hard physical evidence. Is it possible that it's the UFO community that is keeping the conspiracy alive instead of the government or religion? Because as long as there's a conspiracy in place, the UFO community does not have to provide any evidence to the fact that UFOs are here. And right now, the UFO community is, is actually a UFO industry. A lot of people would lose a lot of money if, in fact, it was discovered that there are no UFOs. Um, it, okay, then, then how do you explain the UFOs I've seen? I can't. Um, I didn't see them. Oh, no, no I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I, I think if you've got... If you pull the para, paranormal communities together, mm -hmm. you got them all at one spot. Right. I think there's people out there that do have evidence. Um, but again, you've got this person over here in Australia. You've got this person over here in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, if you got them all together and had them bring their evidence, you might have a whole different uh, perspective. Perspective of it, right? How do we explain the fact that one of the MUFON directors, his name is John Ventry. 
when Flight 370, Malaysian Air Flight 370, disappeared, claimed it was, you know, claimed it was abducted by a massive UFO. And then we have another top dog in MUFON saying that he is a gunnery officer on a battle starship that is kept on the other side of Jupiter, that he ta- he and his Earth crew are taken to this massive battle star on the other side of Jupiter where it's housed so it won't be seen by Earth telescopes, and that, that have over 500,000 souls on board. You know, you've got a lot of weird things going on that are being said by so-called top officials within MUFON that are making a lot of people take second looks at them and saying, well, you know, you know, are you guys all there? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I've worked with probably over 100 abductees since 1994. I had a friend that was mm-hmm. actually abducted. Okay. Uh, she woke up. She had the triangular. And that's, this is what actually got me into abductions. I myself, I don't think I've ever been abducted. I've never had the signs or symptoms. Um, or dreams or, or anything of that nature. If anyone thinks they've been abducted, I always tell them start keeping a dream journal. Okay. As soon as you wake up, start writing down your dreams because you might be surprised if you put all the pieces together. Um, but she woke up. She had the triangular puncture marks in the lower abdomen. And uh, she happened to be watching a talk show that morning, and they happened to be having – they had alien abductees on the show that mm-hmm. were describing the exact same thing. Prior to this – we never even heard of abductions. Um, yeah. So the yeah. first thing I did was run, ran out and I, I, I scoured the li- the bookstore. And the one that caught my eye was David Jacobs' Secret Life. Mm-hmm. And that's a phenomenal book, especially if you've never heard of it. And uh, I picked it up and I read it from cover to cover. And it opened my eyes because it described everything that was being talked about. And everything that we were actually seeing. She wound up, um, and it has to go back in time, with, back in the 90s when the Gray Hybrid program was in play. And uh, lo and behold, she had uh, a pregnancy that disappeared, and uh, we went to Madigan Army Hospital, and they confirmed, and I don't have any documentation, mm-hmm. this is all my word, right. um, but there was a, uh, it was confirmed that she had been pregnant, and the fetus was missing. Is it well, possible goes, she is it goes it, into play with uh, with the whole abduction scenario? Well, so do miscarriages. They do, but miscarriages are usually signs. Well, what signs did she have that she did not have a miscarriage and that the fetus was taken some other way? Um, well, they knew she'd been pregnant, basically by the hormones in the uh, okay. The, uh, in the pictures and whatnot. Right, and that would be the same way that they would be able to tell if she had a miscarriage or not. Oh, that is, this is true. But yeah. when doctors are puzzled because there's no signs of a miscarriage, um, then it makes you scratch your head. And you heard <laughs> you heard that directly from a doctor. I did. I, I definitely did. And uh, so then she started having the dreams after that of actually being on an alien craft and uh, seeing fetuses in jars and mm-hmm. That basically the same play, and we knew, like, like I said, we knew nothing about this until I read the book. Um, okay, listen, Eric, we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Stand by. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you more about the alien abduction scenario. It's an interesting topic. Exonation, Eric Cooper is our guest. You can find all about Eric and his group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash forest moon paranormal. And also, we're going to be talking about. A free Paracon that uh, David is putting on. 
More about this when we come back from the other side of our break here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away now. Nation, uh, Eric Cooper is our special guest for this hour. Now, uh, Eric has a Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Forest Moon Paranormal. And uh, David, uh, I'm sorry, Eric, you and I were talking about alien abductions. How come? Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Dad deserves double the thanks this year, so this Father's Day, give him the power tool system that has everything for every job. The RYOBI One Plus tool system now on special buy. Over 260 RYOBI tools powered by one interchangeable 18-volt battery. And for a limited time, when you make a qualifying RYOBI purchase, you get one select tool or battery free. Feels like Father's Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid through July 31st, 2022. Valid at participating stores and online. Limit one per transaction. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations we don't hear about them anymore i think um here, here's my perspective yeah, on okay. that um because like i said back in the early 90s mm-hmm. they were creating hybrids what i'm finding now from what i'm hearing uh from abductions of, like other shows because i don't i don't honestly i don't find abductions too too often anymore right um but from the ones i do hear about uh they're actually the hybrids that were created back in the 90s are abducting them today uh, so what's their agenda now? I don't know. Um, there, there's still a lot to learn, and, and uh, I'm hearing about something new um, called uh, they're actually being abducted from the astral versus physical. Because mm-hmm. um, I listen to other shows. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hearing about astral abductions versus physical abductions. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. It's something new that I have to do a lot more research on. Well, I guess the old style of alien abduction is kind of getting boring, so we have to find something new to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, um, these these abductees that are claiming to have been the, the fetuses that have been abducted from parents and are now here, has anybody ever put them under DNA testing? Like, what kind of test do we give these people who make these 
these claims, uh, do we just take it at face value or do people ask for evidence, hardcore evidence, medical evidence, scientific evidence? Well, if I, if I recall, it's Dr. Lear that was doing the implant uh, removal. Mm. Um, there, there's some video documentation out there of these implants that, that have been removed. Right. Um, as far as other evidence, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, other, other than seeing a pattern of the scoop marks, mm -hmm. um, and there also used to be back in the 90s nosebleed reports. Um, the first thing I do when I get an abductee is I look at the medical uh, medical charts or uh, ask them what their medical background is as far as, uh, okay, high blood pressure gives you nosebleeds, things like that. I always look for the mundane before, mm -hmm. and that's for any case, whether it's... Uh, now, real quick, Force Movement Paranormal, we actually, we're a crisis team. We're not a scientific team. Um, people come to us under crisis. Either a group's gone and investigated their, their residence or business prior and couldn't give them an answer, and they're still being tormented by whatever it is they're being tormented by. And we go in because they contact us, mm -hmm. and we're kind of like the last resort for a lot of people. Um, within my group, I have a cryptozoologist that does a lot of Bigfoot. Uh, he actually interacts with Bigfoot. Um, I have a demonologist um, th that handles the higher entity cases, the, the more uh, uh, complex cases. Mm -hmm. um, I've got, I use, I use a lot of mediums. I still have my EMF detector, my uh, digital recorder, my mm -hmm. digital, you know, my, my, my hard, hard tools. I still use them too. Right. But I also use intuition. I use intuition. I'm OSHA inspection certified, so I know what to look for as far as, okay, the cupboard was opening. Is there a heat vent next to it? Or, you know, things like that. That's what we look for. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, of course, I use my mediums, my demonologist, I have a cryptozoologist, mm -hmm. and then we have an astral team. Um, we have a team that, that, that they're trained. They, they more or less, there's people that train themselves. They know how to astral travel. Astral traveling to a paranormal case is a, one takes a distance away from the case. We can travel uh, nationwide, and you can you can detect energy presences uh, like a ghost, spirit. Uh, they've even encountered aliens in the astral. Um, but it, it takes away th those other problems and identifies what the problem is. Okay, so what? is the difference between what the first group does than, you know, the people seem to be not satisfied that the first group didn't do what they were supposed to do and they contact you. So what's the difference in between the two groups? The difference is a lot of groups, they'll go in, they're not, they're not prepared to deal with what they find. Sometimes. I'm not saying all of them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes. They'll go in and they'll say, yep, you've got a haunting I don't know what to tell you, but have a nice day, and and they'll leave. Like I said, I think Paranormal TV did a big disservice to the paranormal community in that now everybody and their brother wants to jump in and let, let's go look at it. Let's go look for a ghost. Yeah, and they don't know what they're doing when they find one. You know. So what do you do when you find one? Well, our guys, because uh, because I don't astral. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have the ability to astral. That's why I have a team. They'll go in and they'll uh, either. It, it's up to the client. If the client uh, finds out that it's really just a, a, a ghost and they can deal with it, they're just curious what it was. Uh, then 
Well, I, I guess we'll mediate. Um, if it's something uh, more severe, then they'll remove it. Mm -hmm. They'll either send it to the light, uh, ha help it pass on, or they'll actually do battle and have to have to get rid of it. So why do these ghosts hang around? Some of them, because they have unfinished business. Some mm -hmm. of them are uh, uh, relatives checking in. Um, some of them, uh, especially in the more violent death, they don't know they're dead. They don't know they pass. They, they don't know how to pass on because the, the the perfect example I like to use is the movie The Others, with okay. uh, Nicole Kidman, um, uh, about the family that that they thought they had ghosts and they really didn't because they were the ghosts themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the perfect example. A lot of people, uh, spirits, they don't know they've they've died. You're the one intruding in their home. Um, so that, that's actually quite the, the case in a lot of them. Why do they hang around? Why don't they, they just go? Like, you know, I've, I've heard so many researchers or investigators telling me that, you know, they keep going to the same locations. They, they, some of them torment the spirits. And, and I find it lately that a lot of these paranormal groups are very disrespectful towards the dead. Uh, yeah, you see it on TV all the time, for example. Um, yeah, and I don't agree with that. I don't, you don't need to go there and provoke it. Mm -hmm. Because now you're going to provoke it, get, get it um, mad, and then you're going to leave. And a lot of times, that, that's another reason we get called in. Because now they provoke it, and they don't know what, now these, the client doesn't know what to do. Right. Well, we didn't find nothing. Well, yeah, you actually did, because a lot, a lot of spirits... They'll react three days later. Wow. Three days later. Why three days later? Well, okay, up to three days later. I mean, it could be a week. It could be an hour. These, these, this group leaves, and, and uh, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, now they're going to react. You, you woke them up, you poked them, and now you're going to go away and let the client deal with it, you know? Right. So how would you, su how would you suggest that people who believe their house is haunted first of all how do we establish whether or not it's psychosomatic or real uh, that, that's a hard one because uh, uh, I have a 13 page questionnaire mm -hmm. that we actually start with the, the first the first step is to have this client fill out the 13 page questionnaire and ask everything from are you on medication uh, are you on any kind of doctor's uh, uh, supervision um, Right down to what what's religion, because that plays a big part in it, is what your belief system is. Right. Uh, as far as psychosomatic, yeah, if they're on medication, or we'll, we'll look at that. Are they on drug use? We'll look at that. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of factors at play there. Mm. Um, also, you have to look at the, the belief system. And, and right. As a pagan, uh, I encourage other groups to study the occult sciences. Because when you walk into a client's house and you see symbology, you need to know what the symbols mean. Because maybe somebody uh, invokes something or right. somebody uh, was conjuring. Or, you know, you don't know what you're dealing with when you go in somewhere. So you always have to know the symbology of, of what you're looking at. All right, so if you were walk, to walk into a house and you saw a picture of Jesus Christ, you saw a crucifix, you saw a picture of the Virgin Mary, uh, what would this indicate to you? 
Uh, obviously, they're probably Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how how next did, question will be? Well, have you contacted your your priest? Right. So, how would you handle a case where, based on the questionnaire that you've given, based on the symbology that you've recognized, how would you proceed with this case if a member of the clergy of her, let's say, her parish priest said, "Listen, we don't want to touch this." How would you proceed? Uh, well, one, okay, I, I get the permission of the client mm -hmm. to proceed in our own faith base. Because, you know, you're Catholic, you want a pagan group? Maybe, maybe not. If they don't want a pagan group, then I will find a group within our network that will uh, follow through with a Catholic uh, uh, investigation. Whether it be they're going to come in and do an, uh, you know, determine what it is, if there's anything. And then if they have to do an exorcism, they can perform it. Uh, just like if I go to a case, first thing I do is look at uh, look at the overall view through GPS, or, or not GPS through a, like Google Maps, right. and, and see what the location looks like. If I have any indication that it might be reservation land, then I will consult the, the local tribe and have a medicine man come in as well. So, Why? It, it all it all it all depends on what their belief system is, mm -hmm. what their medical and psychiatric background is, uh, how we proceed. What's the definition of a pagan? A pagan, okay. To me, a pagan there, there's a whole lot of definitions. Okay. Um, for my group, a pagan is any earth-based polytheistic and, and monotheistic belief system. Uh, we do not believe in the devil. Um, most pagans have either a god and a goddess, with the, with the exception of Dianic Wiccans, which only worship a goddess. Um, what follows under paganism are Wiccans, witches, because not all witches are Wiccan, mm -hmm. Druids, Asatru, which is Norse, Vikings, um, am I missing anybody? Shinto, Shinto's pagan, and that's your, uh, your Oriental countries. So where do you see where do you see the investigative abilities in the future when it comes to the paranormal? That's a tough question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, where do I see? Well, it all depends on disclosure, because um, it depends on. I, I believe the paranormal field shouldn't be split. I think UFOs and alien abduction all fall under paranormal because what's paranormal? Paranormal is everything, anything out of the ordinary. A UFO is not ordinary. Alien abduction is not ordinary. Um, but there seems to be a division. Now, honestly, until we get past that division, you're, you're going to have a hard time. Um, when I started working on a network, I consulted a whole, at least two, three, four, five hundred different paranormal groups. Out of those, the all about ninety percent of them dealt with nothing but hauntings and mm -hmm. spirits, and so you know, my specialty within the group is UFO and alien abduction. Um, but about ninety percent of these groups never even dealt with UFOs or alien abduction. Some of them were interested in it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help a client. Experience and knowing what you're looking at is what's going to help a client. Earlier you said that you've investigated or, or you've talked to or investigated over 100 abductees. How did you do this? 
Uh, mostly online, to be honest with you, and uh, that was mostly through sign, uh, signs and symptoms. What started that, like I said, was mm-hmm. the abduction that I'd actually um, witnessed. Well, I didn't actually see this woman leave, but, you know, the signs and symptoms. Um, now, Peter Gersten had cause, the Citizens Against UFO Secrecy, and that was back in 94, 95, 96. I right. was stationed in Atlanta, Georgia then. And uh, that's actually where I started working with abductees um, through the Internet. The Internet's what opened up that avenue. And most of it was uh, them them coming. I posted our story on uh, on cause and got contacted by a lot of people that, that claimed abduction. Um, so once they described the same pattern that all the abductees are going through, mm-hmm. then it was a lot, you know, those are the ones I worked with. And you're in the state of Washington, and and what would you say the most active kind of paranormal activity is in the state? <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Without a doubt, Bigfoot. Bigfoot and hauntings, because everyone's got hauntings. But, no, uh, I, like I said, I have a, a, our own guy within the group. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs the North Cascade Bigfoot Research Team. It's also on... Uh, He's got a Facebook page for anyone that wants to go find him. Um, he's Native American, and he's actually been studying Bigfoot and uh, actually experienced Bigfoot for a number of years and throughout different parts of the state. So uh, if you want to know about Bigfoot, talk to him. <laughs> Has he ever found any proof that Bigfoot does exist? Uh, he's witnessed Bigfoot. Uh, he actually has a family of, of Bigfoot that uh, he goes and t- uh, sees. What he's noticed, though, is they migrate. Um, during the winter months, you won't find them so much because they, they mig- migrate higher. It's during the summertime right. they come down. Um, I've had my own experience uh, actually last fall where I you've heard about the Bigfoot knockings. where yes. he, he knocks on trees with sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that happen last fall actually in the mountain behind my house. Um, so I know I know Bigfoot's in the area, uh, but that's a whole other study because I mean there there's a whole lot of uh, theories and beliefs out there of what Bigfoot is. Um, my personal opinion is he's a dimensional uh, creature because that would explain why you don't have bodies, why you can't find bones, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Uh, there's a lot of mystery behind Bigfoot, more so than just him being an animal. Wow. It seems the more you ask questions and the closer you get to a solution, the more questions and the more mysteries that arise. That's very much true. (laughs) Hey, listen, Eric, you and I have to take our final break. Please stand by. Exonation, Eric Cooper is our special guest this hour. Now you can find out more about Eric on their Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Forest Moon Paranormal. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Eric about his Paracon that he is holding in Washington State. Interesting gentlemen, interesting stories. Let's see what we can do to help him make his Paracon a success. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. Eric Cooper is our special guest this hour. His um, Facebook group page is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Forest Moon Paranormal. But you're having a Paracon uh, in the very near future. Tell us about that. I believe it's October 23rd, 22nd to 23rd. Yes, and it's free. Uh, I get so tired of hearing uh, all these Paracons I just love to go to, but they want 100 bucks a ticket, and, mm-hmm. and that's for this lecture over here. Ours is free, um, with the exception of our VIP roundtable, and those are only $20 tickets, and that'll be the, the Saturday night of it. Um, it's uh, the October 22nd, 23rd, right up here in Concrete, Washington. Um, our, we have nine speakers, uh, Russ and Sandy Wells from Fog Paranormal. They're authors, and they'll be, uh, they are our mediums that we use for a forest moon. Their lectures are going to be Dangers of the Paranormal and Tools of Investigation. Uh, then we have Christina George. She's, she's from Paranormal Connections Radio, and uh, she'll be airing her show live. Uh, her lecture is The Commonalities of All Paranormal Fields. Uh, we have Selena Rohn coming from Texas. She runs uh, Fear Paranormal. Her lecture is Doppelgangers and her personal experience. We have Amon Barry. He's our Forest Moon Demonologist. Uh, he does a lot of high-profile cases. His lecture will be Entity Classifications and the Worst of His Experiences. We have Tyler Allen Standing Bear mm-hmm. from North Cascade Bigfoot Research. Uh, he's doing his lecture on the, his experiences with Bigfoot. We have Derek Tyler. He's an experiencer of Mill Labs, military abductions, and uh, he's also an author. And he'll be discussing his experiences with the alien abduction. We have Dave Scott from Spaced Out Radio. He's going to be airing his show live. Uh, he's doing a lecture on experiencers. We have Joe Teeples, author of Ghostology 101, also a paranormal investigator. He's doing uh, ghost mm-hmm. stories Saturday night. And then Sunday he'll be doing Ghostology 101. Then we have Raven Christine Corvus from White Noise Paranormal here in Washington. She's lecturing on psychology of the paranormal. And then a second uh, lecture on case management. Um, then Saturday night, we have our VIP roundtable where all the speakers will be uh, answering questions and uh, just discussing. Just kind of a fun uh, evening of discussing the paranormal. And then we'll, what we're looking for, if anyone vends, we need vendors. Now, the vending fee is only $20 for both days. Um, and that's really all we're lacking because I have nine guests. Uh, I've, I've been doing this show for 25 years and I've never heard of any of the people that you, that you're having at your Paracon. Uh, say that again. I said, oh, I've been, you haven't heard any of the people. I haven't <laughs> heard of them. Okay. Um, are, are they locally known? Uh, some of them are, uh, like Selena Rowan. She's out of mm-hmm. Texas with fear paranormal. Um, and then Chris, Christina George is actually from California. And what makes it free mm-hmm. is there is no high airline cost. We're not only thing we're paying for is the lodging of some of our out of, out of state guests. Other than that, um, our, our location's free, uh, so we're not paying anything out of pocket. Not a whole lot. All right, listen. You and I have to say so long for tonight. I wish you uh, success with your Paracon, and explanation. If you'd like uh, more information on Eric Cooper, visit his uh, his uh, group website at. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Forest Moon Paranormal. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
As always, Exonation, if you'd like to send me your emails, I love getting them. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Tell me, Exonation, would you go to this Paracon event in Washington where there are no nationally known uh, speakers? Send me your email, let me know. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.